I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You picked the kids up. You helped with homework. Everybody ate dinner. No one died. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. This week, both John and I have had several, several, I guess you could say several, more than, more than, more than a <laughs> yeah, few. More than a couple here and there. Cri- crises. Crises just in terms of um, day-to-day life. Um, uh, keeping all of the balls in the air, which... Is a reference to one of the metaphors that we used very early on at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, the balls Keeping metaphor the balls has in been the air. a pretty consistent theme, I think, because they're always there. Mm-hmm. We were we were supposed to record yesterday, but <laughs> but, but John, my internet went out, and it. I mean these. That's one of the crises between the two of us. And it's worth noting that, yes, in the in the bigger picture, these are fairly minor crises in some ways. But in the moment and in day-to-day life, they're major crises. So, for example, when the internet goes down and I can't attend a webinar and we have to cancel the recording and I have to move another meeting and everything just snowballs. And then that results in everything being pushed. And honestly, it's the fucking internet. Like you have, you have to have it. This panic ensues if you don't in any situation, maybe that's just me, but immediately I can think of like 400 things that I quote unquote have to do online and I can't. Your job requires the internet. You can't do your job without it. Yes. This And so the topic of these crises is sometimes we feel like we we are trying to catch up. And in the process of catching up, it feels sometimes that the harder we try, the more, the more resistance we get from life. It's like, okay, wait a minute. I'm, I'm like this close to catching up. And when I get that close, it's like someone just like, shoves me back down underwater. I mean, do you feel 100%. like that? 100%. Yes. And it always <laughs> just comes out of nowhere. And I don't know if it just, if these little things just put things into a different perspective. But honestly, up until yesterday, I felt like the week was okay. I mean, it was it was normal chaos and I was feeling okay about it. And then the internet goes down. I lose at least half a day and it's just a shitstorm out of nowhere. So I, you know, like I've spent how many weeks getting to a point where I feel like, yeah, this week is a success. This is great. And then you just get knocked back down. It's ridiculously mm-hmm. deflating. It's it's ridiculously deflating, especially since it's already a very find out balancing act of making sure we're where we're supposed to be and our children are where they're supposed to be and we're meeting the deadlines and and then all of a sudden somebody just throws a a bomb right into the middle of it and it's a crisis yes. a crisis one one, one at a time crisis. please <laughs> but i mean you know and i i picked lexon up from school and he says well how how was your day so well the internet went down which was kind of challenging his first response we've been watching the series of unfortunate events on netflix and his immediately he goes oh man guess we can't watch that tonight and i i kind of just stared at him for a second <laughs> and he goes oh that was probably hard for work too huh just as monotone and deadpan as possible <laughs> i'm like yeah it was i don't i don't really care about a series of unfortunate events right now because that has been my day yes <laughs> this was the unfortunate event <laughs> yeah but you know priorities so lita lita 
every day, her favorite thing to do is to ask both me and Marlo how our days have gone. And I have no fucking poker face. <laughs> None. I have no poker face. Do not take me gambling. <laughs> I have no poker face whatsoever. And like, <laughs> especially the last couple of weeks, she'll ask me and I'm like, it was fine. <laughs> I just muster. It was fine. I'm fine. And and honestly, it's like it's especially from their perspective, our days are so boring. Because I'll give the same generic answer, like, yeah, it was fine. Well, what did you do? Okay, well, I talked on the phone for two and a half hours, and I wrote for about four hours and ran a few errands. And it's like he doesn't even know what to say in response. Like, oh, that sounds fun. Like, no, it, it doesn't. And it's okay to admit that because it wasn't fun. <laughs> the severity of the news is not impacting right. our kids like it's impacting us. Yes. At least in terms of like the weight on their brain. She listen when she asked me, How was your day? I'm like, the world is on fire and Lita, we're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Instead no, of like, good. it was fine. We're okay. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because Every week, Lexton, in one of his classes, his language arts class, they have to read a news article and then discuss it. And it's usually, from what I can tell, it's like a, a mainstream outlet article that's been kind of rewritten for a younger audience. And this week, it was on President Trump and the inauguration. And he, I was sitting at the table working while he's reading it, and he's just getting like, every third sentence. He's like, what? 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 this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, okay, well just finish the article. And I've tried to stay not positive, but I don't want to just cram negativity down his throat. So I'm like, you know, just maybe it's got two sides for the story. You know, everyone has a different opinion. He's like, it does have two sides and one side is terrible. Yes. I'm like, okay, said, well, yeah, that can be your opinion when you discuss it, but you need to recognize that not everyone thinks that way. So I think when presented with it, like it does become alarming, but their channels are typically more filtered toward different content. Yeah. Like Lita was really excited this week. They changed, for some reason, their semester, their classes extended through the first two weeks of this year. And so there were, there's like three of her classes that changed. Like the, some of her classes were only a semester long. And so she's going into three different new classes. Okay, sure. And so she was really like this whole week, she was just so excited because she got to change lunches and sit next to her friend that she's been missing for the last semester. And then she got into art and she's gotten into journalism. And so she's got this, all this enthusiasm. So Monday was the first day of the new term. So she has these three new classes. And I... In the because I, I I just it's my fault for not writing it down. But the the babysitter who normally picks them up from school was getting a root canal, and I totally spaced it. Did you forget to pick them up? I did not. But at so Marlo needs to be picked up at three o'clock, and I am sitting there at two thirty, and it hits me like boom, like oh shit, oh. Fuck. <laughs> like, and I, because I had, like, it was like, I was really excited because I had the rest of the day to catch up on email and deadlines. And, and then it was just like, boom, gone, poof. Because yep. you didn't gone. plan that time in. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. But to make it even more fun, um, good perspective. It was, it was, it was a blizzard outside. It was a total whiteout fucking blizzard. Like, I couldn't see the house across the street from me. I have a, I have a, my car is from 2008, but, it's a it's supposed to be a, a good car in the snow, but it's a terrible car in the snow. And it's very treacherous. I have to be, I have to drive very, 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 very slowly. Um, it slides all over the place. Picking up my kids took over two hours. And I was over I think I was forty five minutes late to pick up Lita because I got stuck in traffic because no one was prepared for this blizzard and traffic. I was stuck in traffic that long. Lita doesn't have her phone on her, so she has no idea where the person is. And she doesn't even know it's up. supposed to be you. Yeah, she doesn't even know it's supposed to be me. The whole time we're sitting in traffic, Marla's like, we're going to be late. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're going to be late. And I'm like super stressed out because I know Lita is probably having anxiety about this. Also, I know that Lita is in her Tom's shoes. She's not in her boots. We discussed this. She's a Utah kid. She doesn't like to wear winter boots right. because ugh. she just keeps on. And so 
she's in, she just, yeah. So she has her toms on with no socks. Standing outside in the blizzard. Uh Uh-huh. So I finally pull up. I'm like 45 minutes late to pick her up. And I pull up on the corner and she is, you can see her shivering from like 12 feet away. And she gets in the car and she is frozen. And she's like, where have you been? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like the streets are so bad. And this is just, I'm so, so sorry. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. And so it takes us another 30 minutes to get home and we get inside. And of course, Marlo has all of the homework. And I'm sitting in it, and it, it requires all of my attention, this homework, this math homework, and these sentences and vocabulary that she has to be done. So my, my day was completely gone. I'm realizing that her math skills just aren't where they need to be right now. And so I start to panic about that. In addition to having panicked and being like gripping the steering wheel the entire time I'm driving, hoping that I don't get into an accident. So by the time I get home and by the time I realize, oh, my God, my kid is not where she should be in math. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to calm down. Just calm down. It's OK. It's OK. Well, and it's I okay. know we've talked about okay. <laughs> homework before, but when you say all of the homework, that is not at all an exaggeration. I mean, at all. <laughs> I'm still baffled by how much they get before they enter middle school. And you're right, it takes time. At least with some kids, it did with Lexton, to actually sit down the entire time the homework is being done. I even found that even if he didn't need active help, if I would actually try to get up and do something, then he would need help. So there was just no point. Right. We may have discussed this before, but I have I have an Apple Watch. All of my notifications from my phone come to my wrist. Oh, yeah. And I think this is part of what has gone wrong in my brain this is where the wires have gotten crossed is it has probably increased my anxiety by about 300 percent because the whole time i'm driving and the whole in that snowstorm and the whole time i'm worried about lita and her toms without her socks on and the whole time i'm trying to get home my wrist is blowing up with emails from work it's just boom boom like it, it doesn't make a sound it just vibrates so my, my wrist is just vibrating and it's like this is all of the work that you're not getting done. This is all of the work that you're not getting done. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time I'm helping her, like I've got to take the watch off and just throw it. It's just the whole time I'm trying to get her, her homework done, my wrist is still blowing up. And it's like, okay, something's got to change. Something's got to change. Crisis. Okay, how do I get through this crisis? So by, the, by Monday night, I was, I was not happy. And this mom. is just Monday night too. This is like the start <laughs> she, of the week. This is Monday night and Lita and Lita, we sit down to, to eat dinner and she's like, how was your day? And I was like, it was fine. Fine until 2.30. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, the snow is an added element. I will admit to not having to deal with that. Our snow melted on the 26th of December and has not come back. Fuck you, man. <laughs> the shittiest part about this is that Lexton got a sled for Christmas, like, you know, the old wood ones with the metal rails? Yeah. Yeah, one of those. He's been wanting one of those for probably six years. He got it, was thrilled to use it. We wake up the day after Christmas, and honestly, almost every single flake is melted and has been ever since. So I haven't missed the shoveling. I've liked the fact that two weeks ago we had a 55-degree Saturday, but for him, not so much. I can see that, and I understand that it's sad for him. <laughs> I've, I've posted a couple of photos of all the snow outside and some people have commented and you know you need to find the beauty in it and at least you have something to show for the cold and i'm like no 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 i mean you should see i need to take a picture of my driveway right now but because when the when the plows come by they shove all this snow up against your oh, yeah. your sidewalk in your driveway there's five feet of snow packed at the end of my driveway, it's packed. Like, it has snowed for the last four days straight. It has not stopped snowing. Like I said, my mom is just done. And her, her sister, <laughs> apparently, it was she. it's like a, it's not winter enough where her sister lives in Kentucky. And she, my mom says to me, Lola would last an hour in this. She needs to just shut her mouth. <laughs> I am so tired of this Well, snow. because, <laughs> like, recognizing the beauty in it. For one, it, it's only good for so long. I can recognize the beauty in a blizzard during the blizzard, you know, one blizzard, maybe two. 
But whenever anyone says that, I think what they're imagining is they're inside under a blanket by a fire watching it snow. And then yes, that's fine. But when you actually have to function and go out and do things, it's hell. It is. And it's part that's part of a crisis too. It's like so I need to I need to go dig out. I have to go dig out constantly. Like I have to go dig because this company that that I pay to come do my driveway is not showing up. You mean wait, <laughs> so you're paying a company which means they're not the church is not helping. Mhm. Well, look at that. The church is not helping me. The church doesn't the, the, the church is not helping me. And so the com- so I'm waiting for this the snow removal company to to come do my driveway and they twice twice they now they haven't shown up ever. So I'm out there shoveling snow and in the middle of like okay, I got to get my car out. I can't get my car out because there's like 3 feet of snow out there. I was talking to a designer that I've, I've been doing some work with and she lives in a, an apartment building downtown. And I said, we we got on the phone and she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh man, I'm really ready for this weather to end. And she's like, really? And I said, you live in an apartment, right? And she's like, yeah. I said, you don't have to dig out. And she goes, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I just started laughing and she goes, okay, okay. I don't get what that means. I get it. I get it. I'm like, Yeah. It's just, you know, one of those things that you, I guess, are supposed to get used to in Utah is that you will spend a good portion of your winter shoveling snow. Yeah, but it's hard to get used to. I mean, I, admittedly, we don't get nearly that much snow here in Illinois, but I'm used to it growing up in Michigan, getting just a ton every season. But it's so hard. I feel like by the time you get your mind set to the fact that, yes, you have to shovel every morning or every night, or whenever. By the time you finally adjust to that, that's when it stops snowing, and it's spring again. Because it takes so long. I mean, even mm-hmm. even here, even though we don't have snow, on, on the mornings where everything gets all covered in frost, and you have to scrape the car off, I always forget. And it's always on that morning that we're barely running on time, and I get up and see the car, and I'm like, oh, shit. Now I know we're going to be late. It doesn't take that long, but those extra few minutes, it does. It actually makes a difference. And I always forget. And then by the time I get in the habit of checking, it's March or April, the cold is gone. And it's, you know, every year it's like that. Yeah. This, yep. Mm-hmm. I think what it is <laughs> with with these little crises isn't necessarily what they are, but the fact that they are, for one reason or another, completely unexpected. They're unexpected. And sometimes I look around and I'm like, am I, am I failing at this? Am I failing miserably at this? I'm trying my best to meet all these marks that I have set for myself. I guess I've set them for myself, but like, am I, how, how miserably am I failing at managing all of this? I don't know. I mean, sometimes from, from, from an internal perspective, I do get to the end of the day and I'm like, okay, I mean, look at, okay, everybody is safe. Everybody got fed. Everybody got their homework done, but I wasn't as happy and I didn't show, like on Monday, when Lita was so excited to talk about her new classes, I wasn't happy enough listening to her. And I reflect back on that and I think, fuck, shit, I should have been happier. And I was trying to be in that moment, but I was still so panicked and I was still, like I, my, my hands were still clenched from driving in that snow that I couldn't relax enough to be in the moment and really, really, really enthusiastic for her. And I feel like, fuck, I messed that up. I messed it up. Well, it comes down to what what does success look like? How do you define success for yourself? I, or I guess, how do you and how should you? And and me as well. I mean, the, the internet goes out and immediately well, my, my first source of anger is Comcast because fuck Comcast. But then how could I put myself in this position to, to fail with, when the internet goes down? I should have done something differently. I should have done this. And then everything like it just, it snowballs. And I start to feel like I have failed in some way, even when it's out of my hands, you know, even driving to pick up Lita, Mm -hmm. the weather is preventing you from making it there on time. The traffic is terrible. You, you did nothing wrong. It's just the way things happen. It's just the way things happen. But you know, I, I get there, I see her shivering in the snow and she gets into the car and I started crying. Like I tried not to, it wasn't bawling and it wasn't like this dramatic display, but like I had tears in my eyes because I felt so bad. I felt terrible. 
even though it really wasn't my fault. Like I got stuck in traffic. The weather was terrible, but I, she got in and she was cold and my child is shivering. And I'm like, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And, but then I was just like, put your goddamn boots on kid. (laughs) Yeah, that would have helped. But I'm sure she's still wearing the Toms despite that. Yes, she wore her Toms today and it's freezing outside. I've forgotten to pick mm -hmm. up Lexton twice in his entire school career and I have felt absolutely miserable about it both times. I forgot as in I I ended up getting there within 10 or 15 minutes of my normal time. Uh Uh-huh. But I really forgot. I just happened to live close enough to his schools that it doesn't doesn't impact it that much. But in both situations, I felt so terrible. Mm-hmm. And the first time he was in, I don't know, fourth grade or something. So Heather and I were still together. And, and I realized about five minutes after I normally get there as I'm sitting at home that, oh, shit, I have to pick my kid up from school like I do every day. I was just in meetings. And <laughs> so I get there and the pickup area is deserted. No one's there. So immediately I start to panic and fly around to the other side of the building and run into the office and open the door. And he's sitting there. And both of the secretaries and a teacher and the principal and someone else are all in the office because they happen to be in the office. And he he stands up and he's like, where is mom? And I just kind of looked at my shoes. I'm like, well, you know, today was uh, my day. Let's go. And I can feel everybody just staring <laughs> at me and like, just grab, just grab your stuff. We're going to leave. I'm really sorry. Uh, and then and then you're in addition to just the normal guilt, it's like the oh god, they all know I'm a failure parent guilt. They all saw me fail. You're yep. a dumb dad. You're a dumb dad who yep. forgot to pick up his kid. Yeah. <laughs> and that was before a cell phone even, so there wasn't any way for me to tell him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've mentioned this before. One of my friends a long time ago, her one of my favorite tweets ever, today was a good day. I didn't forget to pick anybody up from school. Right. That's it. That's how she measured it. Today was a good day. I think that's what's going to be my answer for Alita. She's going to say, how was your day? Well, did I forget to pick you up from school? No. We. Success. Awesome day. This was a great day. Well, I, I mean, and I, I feel like we've we've talked about this at least in some capacity, but sometimes it is at the end of the day where... You know, maybe maybe several balls have been dropped, but some of the biggest foundational pieces have worked out. You picked the kids up. You helped with homework. Everybody ate dinner. No one died. So at the end of it all, it was okay. Sure, all of this other shit fell off the plate, but that's just what... It's kind of a casualty of the everyday existence at this point. A casualty of the everyday existence. That's what it's what it feels like. Yes. <laughs> And you can't ever pick what those casualties will be. They kind of just pick themselves. So in in terms of like of your internet situation, uh, for Christmas, I got Marlowe. They were having a blowout sale at the AT&T store getting rid of all these old iPads. And I got a screaming deal on this iPad mini that I got for Marlowe for Christmas. Because the one that she's been using is the original iPad from, yeah. what, 2010? If not before, yeah. Yeah, and I went in and I looked at my plan because I wanted to save some money in my plan and I'm working with this guy and we decided to reduce the data on my plan and it was going to save me like a, a shit ton of money. So we reduced the data on my plan down to like three gigs a month. He said, this is what you're normally using. And then he says, these new plans, you don't have to pay for when you go over. It just slows data down when you do go over. He said, but you don't need to worry about this because you haven't ever gone over, you know, three gigs a month. And I have several lines on, like, I I still, my cousin who used to watch my kids back in 2010, 2011, like, she's still on my plan. Oh, wow. And Lita's phone is on my plan. So now Marlo's iPod or iPad is on the plan. (laughs) The other day, I'm trying to like look up something at the bank. I'm at the bank. I'm standing at the bank and I'm trying to look up something for the teller. And my phone is just like, I'm like, what is wrong? Like, why won't this website pull up? And it was just a slow, so I'm like, something's wrong with my phone. And everywhere I went that day, I would try to pull something up on my phone and it just wouldn't pull up. And I'm like, we did not go over. No, there's no way we went over. There's no way. And then... I go to, and this is this. This speaks to the. This is a long story, but this speaks to the crisis. I. It's a business plan what I have with AT and T. So I call AT and T, and I am not listed as the what? administrator on the account. Okay. Yeah. My ex husband is listed as the administrator on the account. 
and I can't get administrative control over the account until they go through a system, like a four-step system of bypassing this whole thing. So it takes three days for me to be able to log into my account at at and to look at what is going on with my business fucking and that's just plan. to look at what's happening. That's not even to fix it, just to figure out what the hell is going on. Just yeah, just to figure out what the hell is going on because I can't pull up Twitter when I'm anywhere outside of my house. So I finally get administrative control and I look at, I can't, my God, I look at the data usage. Oh my God. I'm laughing about this now, but this is so stupid. So my, my kids spent the night at my mom's house last weekend one night. S- swear to God, John, Marlo used five gigs of data oh in one day and what like youtube and netflix or what is she <laughs> i i she's she watches minecraft videos oh god and i, I had called my mom and i was like mom you have wi-fi right and she's like yeah but we can't get marlo's ipad to pull it up but it's fine marlo's not doing anything <laughs> oh marlo was doing something marlo was doing five gigs of something god five gigs i don't think i've ever <laughs> used that much in a month I don't know what she was doing. She was just like, she's like breaking into the government computer. Like she was like doing some hacking work. I have no fucking clue. So now until our billing cycle on February 3rd rolls over, all of our data is slowed down to basically a crawl. Yeah, they basically just throttle it down to, you know, essentials really, which is Mm -hmm. nothing. Which, which I didn't realize was such a hindrance until I was out in the real world standing at a teller trying to pull up some financial information. I'm like, fuck, this, this, this is not good. <laughs> Five not gigs. good. Oh my God. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, and for me, like when the internet was out, I guess the day before, oh, this was this really, I look at it and blame the internet for everything. But this week was, it just kind of shaped up to be a disaster in a lot of different ways. So I had to go, on site to a client, a great client I've been working with for a long time. I love them. And, but I needed to go on site to have something done to my personal computer to be able to access some of their networks. I've never had to go on site for this before, ever. It's an hour and 20 minutes away. So like three hours round trip. So I move everything around and, and get up there and get down to the IT department and within five minutes, a guy comes out and he said, well, why are you here? And I tell him, he's like, oh, you didn't need to come in for this. Could have done this all over the phone. No. Okay. Well, that just cost me half my day. So he installs this certificate. And then it's the next day when the internet will not work. And at some point <sighs> over the course of discussing this certificate, he mentioned something about if you do not disconnect properly your internet settings will be screwed. Now, I hadn't connected yet. He did, and theoretically he disconnected properly. So then when the internet goes down, that's immediately what I start going to. is like, not only did I waste half a day driving to do something I didn't need to do, but now it has totally screwed my entire day to the point where I have to call Apple and talk to them about whatever the hell certificates are because God, if I know... And then Comcast and trying to get everything sorted, which it kind of is right now. But I'm skeptical because I don't think it was like a one-shot issue. And I'm really worried that it's going to go down over the weekend when there's not that an option. Would be, yeah. That would be bad. Right. And then, then I won't be able to watch a series of unfortunate events. So obviously that will kill the weekend. <laughs> Again, it will be. You just turn to Lexan. We are living it. We are living the right. unfortunate event. Welcome son. to it. Not so funny, huh? <laughs> yeah. By Monday night, again, Monday night was just bad. And my mom was just like, things just kind of happen in a perfect storm for you, don't they? <laughs> and I was like, well, I think what where I'm trying to get is that, so it's, I'm trying to get so it's not a crisis. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How do you get to a place where it's not a crisis all the time? You know, you move from one crisis to the next, to the next, to the next. And then, and then there is the, I don't know if you experienced this, when I'm not in crisis mode, I feel like something is terribly wrong. Right. It's like you're, you're in crisis preparedness mode, basically. Like you're just waiting. I feel like, wait a minute, this is way too calm. There's way too much calm and silence going on. What, what is coming? <laughs> what? This is what happens before tornadoes, by the way. Right. Literally, like it gets really quiet and really quiet outside and then boom, the tornado comes. Yep. And that's what I mean. Like this week, for the most part, I actually texted a friend of mine on Tuesday, I think Tuesday afternoon, with something like, I can't, I can't believe it, but the last two days have been really smooth. We've been to drop off on time, like dinner on time, bed on time, everything has fallen together. And I should have known. Don't ever say that out loud. I know. I know. But I was so excited because it never happens. <laughs> and then it's like, then, then you're fucked. Inevitably. And I think the only way to get to a point where it's not one crisis after the next is to get to a point where things aren't balanced in such a way that that any deviation is a crisis. I mean, sometimes That's I what feel it like is. That's what it my is. days are held together with string and tape yeah. haphazardly. And all it takes is, you know, a shift in the wind and everything goes to hell. The deviation... Any deviation from like the basic schedule feels like a crisis. Which could, I guess, potentially be a personality thing. I mean, maybe some people deal with right. schedule changes better, but you have to have room in your schedule to deal with the changes, I think. For me, that's what I need. I can't just wing it. It doesn't work. I mean, there, the, is it a physical problem or is it a perspective problem? Is it a personality problem, you know? Um, right. People could argue, you know, that it's all in our heads. Like, it's just so what that this happened? Like, you still, everything's fine. Yeah. So what that this happened? Except that our brains, I think, work in a way where it's like <laughs> the anxious brain is, is a really interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it is because you start to process it and panic and then it becomes like a physical panic mm -hmm. for me, like this pit in my stomach. What? What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. And then honestly, it spirals. I mean, I, I can look at this after the fact of sitting here with internet working without having forgotten to pick Lexton up from school and evaluate it and know that it's not okay. Like, I'm, I'm definitely not defending my response, but I don't know how to respond differently given the bigger picture of everything. In the moment when you're when you're responding and the panic sets in, how do you turn off that panic? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I guess that's, it's how do you, yeah, I don't know. Because like in, in your situation, driving to pick up Lita, you, her phone's off, so you can't call her. So there's, there's really nothing you can do other than drive. So to turn off that panic, is like admitting to yourself, I have no solution, and that's okay. And I really struggle getting to that point. This isn't all the self-help books about like letting go of that which you can't control, which in theory is absolutely of the makes absolute sense. It makes total sense. It does not make sense to the anxious brain. It makes no yeah. sense to the anxious brain. I if, like Lita. Lita has signs of of my anxiety about things. You have to be very, very careful around her 
mentioning things that are either very off in the future or things that are out of her control because her brain does what I do, which is obsesses over it and turns it over and examines it from every side and then can't let it go. And she doesn't know how to let it go. You can't say, you know what, stop worrying about that because you might as well be speaking a different language. That makes no sense to her. Like, and, and that makes no sense to me when I'm really anxious and panicking as well. Yeah. I see, I don't know if I'd call it anxiety in Lexton, but a, a similar inability to move on from something that he's latched on to. And I even tell him, I'm like, you know, you just have to get your brain to, to let go. And I know the whole time I'm saying it, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen because that's fucking hard. (laughs) I mean, it it just is to shake that. Not that it's not a good goal to work toward, but it's, it's so much easier said than done to say, you just have to let go. Because my, my thing is I say, okay, well, I can't control this situation. It's out of my hands. But then I immediately start to go back an hour or two hours or a day or a week and say, well, was it really out of my hands or did I screw up? three days ago and now this is what's happening that's what i look at so if 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 it were me driving in the blizzard i would say well i should have known it was shitty weather and i should have left earlier but how do you know how are you going to know the traffic is bad how are you going to know it's really that bad to drive and do you actually have time to leave a half an hour earlier Mm -hmm. but that's where i go like i i almost feel like sometimes i go searching for a way to blame myself for whatever has happened why, why do you want to blame yourself? I, I don't even think it's my, I don't think it's myself that I want to blame, but I feel like sometimes I think it helps me to be able to assign responsibility for something. I see. Like that helps me accept, okay, well, this thing happened because A, B, C, and D. And it's just easier to pin it on me than to pin it on something less tangible, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, the internet went down, I blame myself and it became a, you know, a day of self-torture. But it's just I need to I need to assign it to someone because that helps me say, okay, this is how it started. And now that I have the foundation, now I can try to move forward with figuring out how to fix it, which is ridiculous. And I know that. And I know that. You know that it is ridiculous. That's the first step, right? I mean, admitting that there's a problem. <laughs> and at the time, the problem was my lack of internet. I go blaming myself in... Like like I said, I I get to the end of the day and I'm like, I should have been more enthusiastic. I should have done this. I should have been more present in this. And this is where we've talked about this before as well. Just forgiving yourself. There There really is only so much that we can do. Like forgiving yourself for not doing all of it all the time perfectly well. And And maybe that's what, you know, when we're talking about what success looks like, maybe for both of us, we look at it as perfection. So anything short of perfection and it has not been a success, but then really you're always going to fail. Or you're always going to be in crisis mode. Yes. It's a crisis because I'm not going to, I'm not going to have done all, I'm not going to have perfected the day. Yeah, that's true. And I guess there's always a better way to do something, right? Even if you do what you think is best at the time, in hindsight, there's always like, I should have done B instead of A. Yeah. But you have to get to a point where you say that and shrug and move on because you can't change it. Yesterday, we had um, piano and we get to piano and Marlo has her piano practice first. It's 45 minutes long and we get there and Lita says, oh, mom, I am so hungry. I'm so hungry right now. And I said, what? Did you have lunch? Yeah, I had lunch. I'm like, because we had right when she got home from school, we had to go straight from school to piano, like immediately. And there wasn't, I, I didn't even think about packing her snacks. This is all, this is about all the ways I have failed Lita Armstrong <laughs> today. <laughs> That's actually what this is about. We go and Marla goes into her lesson and she looks at me and she's like, I'm starving. Do you have anything? And I was like, I have some seeds. <laughs> I have some seeds that I carry around in my purse. You want some seeds? <laughs> I have bird feed for you if you'd like. And she's just like, no, I'll wait, but I'm so hungry. And I could hear her stomach growling. I was like, oh, I should have known. I should have known to pack a snack. And I didn't do it. My child is starving. And part of it, too, is that Lita is such a good kid. Again, I'm going to brag about her. My, my, My mom says this all the time, too. She's like, I've never been around children who are just like, oh, it's time to go to bed. Okay, I'll go to bed. It's time to do homework. Okay, I'll do homework. 
oh, I need to go practice piano. Okay, I'll go practice piano. Like my kids are just like in this, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And, and Lita is such a good kid. Her grades are phenomenal. I don't ever have to like get on her about doing her homework or doing any of that. So whenever she's like in need and she's like cold or shivering or hungry, it's like, oh my gosh, my good kid. And I'm like, I have, I'm failing her. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known to pack some goldfish crackers. God damn it. What mom does not go around with a tub of goldfish crackers in her fucking purse? Me. That's that's true. The original mommy blogger is not going around with goldfish in her fucking purse. This is a failure. You're slipping, you see. That's what happens. That is life post-retirement, Heather. That's what that is. <laughs> no, this all reminds, I can't believe this is probably like the only prayer. I think it's a prayer that I know. But it's the, is it the serenity prayer? Like The, the one in the Sinead O'Connor song? Yeah. I, that, that I don't know, <laughs> but it could be. It could be. But the one God about grant me the serenity to accept the yes. things I cannot change. That one? Yes. Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference, yes. I think. But that's totally this. Mm-hmm. That's really the situation. It is. But I really have trouble with that whole acceptance thing. It doesn't work out so much. I don't like it. You don't like it. So I'd rather, instead of like thinking of what I can do without the internet or saying, well, I'm going to go crash in my friend's office and use his internet or go to Starbucks or go to any number of places that where I can use the internet. I spend four hours panicking, calling Apple, calling Comcast, trying to figure it out and wasting time that could have been used otherwise. There are authors out there who are taking notes on this whole episode and they're writing a book about how to do it wrong. <laughs> yes. How to do it wrong. This is how you do it wrong. Yeah. This episode 41 of Man Grambling Spiral. You are doing it wrong, privileged white person in crisis. <laughs> well, and that's why I think it was worth mentioning early on. Like these are are not major life crises. They're not. I I know that in in the bigger picture, not having the internet for a day or even a week is not going to kill anyone or anything or really be that detrimental. There are workarounds. There are solutions. But in the moment. When you're not expecting it, it becomes a crisis for that moment, for that hour or that day. That and then it, and then it's hard to see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's the in the in the, the feeling of crisis and the feeling of panic isn't for me is an actual physical. It actually physically hurts. It's a physical pain. It's a physical like I really don't want to feel like I. This is like it, it's like a pain in my chest, and in, it's almost like the only way I can describe it is like really, 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 really bad acid reflux. And wow, like a burning, like an actual, like an actual burning, like an actual, if I eat food, like my, my appetite has completely disappeared in the last two months. Like the idea of swallowing food because my chest hurts constantly. I don't don't even want to think about swallowing food. It hurts. It's an actual physical situation going on. That's intense. Yeah. For me, it's usually like it's a it's totally a mental response. But then as the situation dissipates and I kind of come down from that panic mode, then I get a headache Mm. every single time. It's just like the byproduct of of the whole thing. And with the Internet, I also kicked a laundry basket and managed to snag my big toe in one of the holes in the laundry basket. (laughs) So there was physical pain involved. Were you angry and that's why you kicked it? Yeah, I stood up from the, from the table and I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. And there was a laundry basket on the floor with laundry. So I just gave it like a swift, aggravated kick. And my toe went right in on the edge of one of those sharp plastic holes mm-hmm. and just made it was, oh, my God. <laughs> Looking back at it, it was it was a, a very fair punishment. I'm going to count that as a separate crisis for the day because that hurt like hell. <laughs> you know what? We should... Oh, there's got to be a ton of stories of of like single parents doing shit like that when they get when when there's a deviation from the schedule. Like, what stupid thing have you done? <laughs> uh, honestly, I, yes, there there has to be a long list from people. Oh man, I had a moment and I had threw my favorite water bottle on the ground and it shattered. And I was like, why did I do that? That was my favorite water bottle. Why? <laughs> But it made so much sense at the time. It felt so like that, just the throwing of it on the ground, like it was just like this manifestation of like all of the pain in my chest. It was just like exiting through my hand. It was like, shit, 
I, I'm not, like that water bottle was like four years old. I'm not going to be able to find another one of those. Ugh, stupid, stupid. Yeah. Just open the yep. window and scream. <laughs> right, right. Scream in your closet. Do whatever you have to do. Yes, the, the the glorious second leading up to my foot making contact with that laundry <laughs> basket was exceptional. And then reality set in. And you know how those laundry baskets are. They're not like a soft edge. It's like a hard, mm-hmm. molded, plastic, sharp. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, again, very minor, but not at the time. Not at the time. You have a physical injury from this deviation in your schedule now. <laughs> yes. It is. It's the damn deviations. Mm-hmm. Oh, the unforeseen everything deviations. Everything is just balanced. Yes. I'm just glad I don't have snow. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't even get to my mailbox. I don't even know how to, the, like, the mailman and the mailman. God, Heather. The postal person <laughs> <laughs> has got to be so frustrated because I, I don't know how he delivers the mail. Because there is so much snow in front of my mailbox. He's got to get out of his car to go put the mail in my mailbox and this is for every single mailbox on the street like he's he's probably pissed like he's probably kicking laundry baskets left and right man left and right god i would just want to dump that shit out the door and drive (laughs) on days like that and I've, i've been seeing your posts pop up on instagram and i do appreciate the beauty of snow but i am Every time I see one come up, I am so glad I don't have to shovel or clean the car off or take that into account. But I know it's still early. I know that that's going to come and I'm going to be so ill-prepared for it that it's just going to destroy me when it comes. <laughs> I will be I will be here and you can you can vent and I will understand and I will I will be the one that comments and says I understand that th- there's beauty, but there's also a lot of frustration. Please come dig me out of my house. <laughs> yes. More more frustration than beauty during an average week, I think. Mm-hmm. If I could just sit home with a fire, I would love snow. I would love snow all day. I would love but snow. Unfortunately, I can't. Me and snow, we go cuddle up. Me and the snow would cuddle we'll next the fire. to the fire. I would love it. Be good. Yeah. That is what success would look like for me in the snow. If I could just cuddle with the snow. I would appreciate it, Mm -hmm. but that's not possible. And then the whole delicate balance of a day is thrown off. (laughs) That's really what this is all about, is things are balanced, and just let that shit be. There's no reason to throw it off. It's already hard enough to keep it balanced, Mm -hmm. most days. Let it go. (laughs) (laughs) There's a song for that, right? I think there is. I think that's yeah, I think that's where we have frozen. to come. That's where we need to, to get when it comes to these these diversions. Is that what the word that we were using? Diversion. Yes. We need to, we need to deviation. 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 We need to come. We we need to come to a, a sense of acceptance of these deviations. And um, I think it's a lot easier said than done. But maybe with some practice, some conscious practice, it would work. True. I don't recommend kicking laundry baskets. No. I would say take a calmer approach. Yeah, don't throw your favorite water bottle on the ground. So look, we've come out of this with lessons. With lessons. It's all good. It's all it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Tuck those away. We're set. Bring on next week. We got this. Don't say that. I know. Holy I just, shit, know. did you just say that? Oh I know. god I damn know. it. Now next week is gonna be totally fucked. <laughs> all all over again. I'm gonna knock on wood. I needed that. Oh no! See, is is that is that burning in your chest already yes. there? Like it's already because like, I said that to you. Now your week like is. I need, infected. I need to go take some tums. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I guess looking back, yeah, it could have. I could have had a much worse week. It was fairly minor, but at the time, damn. At the time, damn. Yeah. At the time, damn. That's that's really what it amounts to. But we made it here. We did. We made it here. And we, we managed to move the recording. I mean, we record on the same day every week. That doesn't really move. Sometimes it moves by maybe 15 minutes, but it's always on the same day. Yet somehow, we deviated. We even caused... We, we even, like, we deviated and we're, we're adjusting to the deviation. Yes. We are. To bring you... 
to bring you these lessons. Things are changing. Already. All it took was, was some shoddy internet. And some snow. And some little bit of snow. Mm-hmm. Is it still snowing right now? Today was the first time we've seen sun in like... Today was the first time we saw the sun. <laughs> You've no idea. Like seeing the sun is just like so glorious. It really is. It's just like holy shit. There's sunlight. It's so blinding in the winter. It's blinding. It? Yeah, it's it's hurtful. Yeah. It is beautiful, but it's blinding. Uh, it's, it's not snowing today, so everybody is just really cheery and talky and so excited. Wearing flip flops. It's 19 degrees outside. Wearing. Yeah. Wearing flip flops. Mm-hmm. And Tom's oh, without can... any socks on. So. So obviously a lesson learned there, too. Uh-huh. Lesson. But since you mentioned it, I, I am curious to hear irrational responses to some challenging single parenting or non-single parenting situations that you immediately knew were a bad decision. But you did them anyway. Like a water bottle or a laundry basket, for example. I want to know, because there's got to be tons of them. I alone have dozens. The laundry basket is just the most recent offense. So please share those with us at stories at manicramblings.com. Or if social media is more your thing, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Manic Ramblings. In the meantime, God grant us the serenity to accept the things. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Oh my gosh, my stomach is rumbling and it is actually registering. <laughs> it's actually it re- really it's well? registering through the fucking microphone. Sorry about that, Ryan. You can keep that in if you want. <laughs> just just dub it over everything else yeah. for the whole episode. Just this constant rumble. It's constant right, rumble. There we go. Okay. I'm I'm stopping recording now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.